Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today as we continue our walk through this strange place called the Strange Paradiso. So um, I guess last night was a strawberry full moon. I have to tell you, I have never heard of a strawberry. Well, actually it's called the strawberry supermoon. I've never heard of the strawberry, any kind of moon before. This is a first for me. Just because I haven't heard of it, does it mean that it was never said before or it's not known of? But just me personally, this is the first for me. I was like, oh, okay. So um, it's affecting the tides. There were some warnings put out today for um, people not to go to certain areas like um, besides in the ocean. I guess it was to some piers and uh, places like this. It's very strange the way that the moon can affect the tides and that's why I have spoken before about how the moon affects us, being that we are made of predominantly water. If it affects a big body, like the ocean, like the seas, what do you think it does to us? And that's why so many people start tripping and acting and a little bit um, maybe out of their character during the oncoming of the full moon as well as when it's 100%. And then a little while, maybe a couple of days afterwards as it starts to wane. So um, these are just some of the things that I notice when people start acting in certain ways. Then I refer to the moon phases, and most of the time, I'm right. Because I don't always uh, watch the moon. Some nights we can't see the moon for whatever reason. So I, it's not like I always have that uh, ability. But I'll look on my moon phases and I'll see, oh, okay, that explains some of it. Why people just, uh, you notice it when you're on the roads, sometimes when you're in shopping centers or things like this, even with my own family sometimes, I'll notice that they'll start acting a little bit differently. And I know that they are being affected by this. Even though some people may say, well, that's our bodies. It would affect our bodies, but how does it affect us mentally? That I'm going to tell you is a very good question. And it's also a question that I have no answer for, except for that, um, well, because we are a spirit, a mind living inside of a body that is affected by certain things. So it's all relative. Just like you wonder sometimes, it's like the same thing as drinking. Sometimes I would even wonder, how does drinking affect our mind, our state of mind. It's strange because when you think of your mind, which is your your spirit, your connection there to your spiritual self, how do these things affect our thinking? It's, it's very um, strange when you stop and think about things like this. But it's because of the relativity. It's all related. So while you may think, well, yeah, I, I could understand it affecting maybe your speech, maybe some motor skills. How? 
does it affect our mind? That's something to, if you're interested in, you can read up about it. It, uh, it is very interesting and also kind of mysterious. I do know that there are many who will say that one of the reasons is because when you reach a certain level, let's just say of, um, okay, you're beyond buzzing, now you're just drunk. You know how you get to that point sometimes? You're just like, you know you're drunk. You're like, man, I am so drunk. There's still a little part of you mentally that realizes certain things and kind of like stays the same. But that other part just seems to take over. Yeah, I'm drunk, but okay, let's go ahead and do this and do that. You know, that that other part. Well, there are some who say that that is because you are actually under the influence of things that you cannot see. You are actually under the influence of spirits. And that is a big reason why you may find yourself doing things that are out of character, that is totally something that you would not do otherwise. And um, before you start thinking, well, that's just a bunch of hoo-ha, you do know that alcohol, I mean, not so much these days, but they were also called spirits. There was a liquor store that was some, it was in Los Angeles by where my grandparents lived and it was called the spirit shop. And it was, that's what it was. It was a liquor store. So these things in the past have been equated with being taken to, I mean, they're varying degrees. I'm not saying you're going to be possessed, but you are at a level where you are more open to these things coming in and uh, maybe taking over some of your better judgment, making things look more attractive than they are, and certain other things. I'm not going to say that um, I believe anyone is better than anyone else. I know I have said this in the past, but I'm going to tell you a story about these things making certain things look more attractive. Um, Some of my friends and I, we used to go out and party. Like we used to go sometimes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It all depended on uh, what was happening. Sometimes they would have uh, certain events, you know, at different clubs. And so we would go sometimes three, sometimes four nights a week. We might go in the middle of the week and uh, so on. That's just what we did. So one of my friends, uh, we went to a club that we didn't go to all the time, but we would go there once in a while. It was a little more out of the way than our favorite places, but there was still, it was still okay. You could still go there and there'd be um, a lot of, a lot of guys in there and stuff like that. So it was, it was still okay. So we were there one night and this guy came and asked one of my friends to dance. So she went to dance with him. And then um, they were just hanging out the rest of the night. So she gave him, she, she gave him her phone number and they were going to um, get together the next day. And uh, it was later in the evening and she came over. And I was like, I thought you were going to go out with your date. 
See, she was, she was pretty buzzed that night at the club. I was the designated driver, so I was like drinking soda, okay? So we knew what this guy looked like. And I'm not saying that he was just hideous or anything like that, but he was different than um, any one that I would think she would go out with or even be hanging out with at the club, unless they were friends, just a friendship. He, he, okay, I don't know how to say this, all right? Don't get mad at me, guys. Don't, don't judge me. I'm just telling you what he looked like. He just did not look like her type, okay? He was not very tall. He was, um, he had freckles. And he had red hair. And I mean, he had red hair. So when she was hanging out with him and all this stuff, and they were going to get together that next day, I was thinking, oh, okay, well, you know, this is just somebody looks different than usual, you know, than usual guys that she would go out with. So when she came over, and I said, well, what happened to your date? And she was like, oh, my God. Do you know that he had bright red hair? And I was like, well, yeah, we all saw him. She had no idea. See? So because she was under the influence now of something, things looked different to her. To her, she said she thought he had like brown hair and all this other stuff. And I was like, no. See, I'm not... I'm not trying to bash anyone with red hair freckles. And I'm going to tell you something. I really, really am a fan of red hair. The brighter, the better. It's beautiful. I love it. But anyhow, she was just horrified. She said when he walked up to her car, she um, was sitting in there and her face must have changed because he said to her, do you still want to go? And she said, yeah. Because what was she going to do? Say, oh no, I changed my mind because you have bright red hair. You know, she wasn't going to be all messed up like that and be a bitch about it. So she went ahead and made the best of her day with him. But afterwards, and um, the thing also, I met him one other time when I went with some of my other friends to that same club a little while later. And... um the girl that he had went out with, she wasn't with us at that time. And he came up to me and he was like, well, where's so-and-so? And I said, well, she didn't come out with us today. She went somewhere else. And he just had this sad look on his face. I'll never forget. I thought he was really nice, but he was just not the type that, um, he, he was just not her type. That's all there is to it. But what I'm trying to say with this story is that things will seem different and it was, I couldn't even blame it on the lighting because it was light enough where we, the rest of us, could see exactly what this guy looked like. So you are at times under the influence of something. And I'm thinking that that may also be kind of like what happens to people during the while the moon is waxing 
when it gets to a certain percentage, certain people will start acting differently. And you'll notice, I'm going to say when it starts getting maybe to um, three quarters, all right? So you've got three quarters of the full moon and that's when you'll start noticing things with the, when the full moon is just like a few days away. When it's 100%, then you really notice. And then as it starts to wane, give it like a couple days and then things start to calm down. So that's, I mean, I really don't have a definitive scientific answer about it. It is interesting though, I'm telling you, if you want to read up on it, and I've just been noticing this all of my life pretty much even since I was a kid because I've always been fascinated by the full moon. Even the, and I've said this before, even people in the medical field, first responders, people like this, they all are aware of the full moon and what happens during that time. I remember somebody saying that ERs were busier and um, there were more this and that happening, you know, as far as like police activity and fire, the paramedics and stuff like that. So we know that there is definitely a relationship. That's where the word lunacy comes from. Luna meaning the moon and lunacy because um, kind of people, not everyone, but some people start getting a little, little crazy. Just a little different. Turning into, turning slightly, okay, into lunatics. So I just wanted to um, share that with you. One of the other things that I wanted to tell you about is that I really never considered the fact that there are, I don't know how many, but there are more than I would think small towns that have been abandoned all across the United States. And I'm not talking about ghost towns like Calico Ghost Town or or places like this where you can go and uh, it's like a tourist spot. There are actually small towns that I guess nobody moves into them. So as the people live there and as the last resident in these area passes on, they just are left there empty. So there's this story of one of these small towns. This one is somewhere in the, I want to say it's in the Oklahoma area. I could be wrong. There was a small town there, and this one person is telling this story. He grew up there, but he moved away. He went back there to go and visit the small town. He said the last remaining resident passed away sometime in the mid-2000s. So now the place is just empty. He walks along these streets and he's taking pictures, and it's country. It's like in a country setting. It's not in the suburbs. It's not in the city. It's more like a country setting, and he's taking pictures, and he remembers the names of the people who lived in some of these houses, and it's just a beautiful area. 
So he's there and there's no one else around. It's totally and completely an abandoned area. And he hears a baby crying and he stops and he records it. So he's recording the sound of this baby. And he said, that sounds to me like a baby. And he walks around, there's nobody. And then, okay, it finally kind of like, it doesn't just stop. It just kind of melts away. So it doesn't scare him or give him any feeling that he needs to get out of there or something. And he continues walking around, just reminiscing, looking at his old neighborhood where he lived as a kid. And he comes to another house. And these houses are not like the houses that we are used to. These are not stucco houses. A lot of them are kind of like wood, almost like cabin type of things. This man who is uh, doing this is older. He's probably in his, I'm thinking he's probably in his 70s. So he moved out of there a while ago. And I know that whenever these houses were built, especially out there in the country, they probably were built, all of them, like cabins. So it's not anything unusual that would be found out there in these certain locations. And he walks up on the porch of another one of the houses and he hears a woman's voice and it sounds like she's like like um doing this like oh my god that's what she sounds like like she's exhaling and she's not like screaming or in a panic it sounds like maybe if you were doing some really hard work, maybe out in the sun and you stand up straight to take a break or something and you just say that and she's just like, oh my God, you can hear it pretty clearly. I don't know if I would be able to actually play that for you because of copyright infringement. I'm not sure, but, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to find it on my tablet, and I'm going to record it, and then I'm going to play it back for you. I think if it's under a certain amount of time, it'll be okay. I think it's like 15 seconds, and these things are not 15 seconds long. They're much less than that. But it's very, like, you wonder. Some of you may be saying, well, sound travels. It could have been from neighboring neighborhoods, any adjoining area. No, because he scans the whole place. There is almost nothing to make an echo or to make any type of sound like that. It's in a country see i'm talking about a country setting so all you see are like rolling type of hills type of not not hills because 
Oklahoma is one of the plain states. So I'm probably making a mistake. It's probably not Oklahoma because you just see very slight rolling hills and just green grass and um, these cabin-looking houses. It's a beautiful setting. It's just so, like, where do these sounds come from? Are these the sounds of what some investigators call um, maybe residual hauntings? Are these the sounds of um, maybe there are some squatters living in some of these areas? Because there's always that. Just because this guy is walking around, I mean, you can't be everywhere at once. There could have been some people still there, just living there. Even, I mean, even with that though, just to be in that type of area, that's like being out in, uh, in the woods and thinking you're alone and hearing voices, hearing, especially things like a baby crying, hearing sounds of like children playing, certain things like that. A little, just a little eerie. So um, I'm going to see if I can record those little short things and play them back for you the next time when I come on. And hopefully um, everything will be okay because they're very short. The Speaking of... Um, places that are uninhabited though I don't know how many of you are familiar with Dudley Town so Dudley Town is on the east coast I believe it's in Connecticut but I'm not sure but it's on the east coast way out there Connecticut New Hampshire something like that this place is said to be extremely haunted it's abandoned there's no one living there all the structures, the houses that used to be there have all fallen into ruin. So what you see mainly when you're out there are maybe a couple of foundations, maybe some leftover steps, things like this. Because there are no standing buildings there at all. So it's like the forest has taken it over. Now this was at least... Five years ago was about the last time I looked into Dudley Town. People would go out there and um, make videos. They would go out there and investigate for hauntings and certain other things like this. And they always came back with um, that area was extremely haunted. I do not even remember why Dudley Town, all the residents left. I don't know, uh, well, I don't remember what happened with that. Like I said, it's been a while since I have looked into that, even though it was pretty darn interesting. So what they did, what the city did, was they um, put like no trespassing signs and they even put up like some fences and things like this. You were not supposed to go there anymore. They did not want anyone going in there at all. I mean nothing. So the police would even monitor that area and make sure nobody went there. Now, why? 
I don't see how it's such a big deal if people want to go to an area like that. That's like saying, okay, well, you can't go there and uh, have a picnic, even though you're not disturbing anyone because the place is deserted. Why couldn't you? See, so being that these things were put into effect, these laws or whatever, these city ordinances that you couldn't go there, just, I don't know, tells me that something was probably going on there. And as far as anyone knows or knew at that time, no one had walked around in there and been injured or fell into quicksand or fell into a hole or anything like this. So why would they do that? It's not like you're going into a neighborhood and doing an investigation and disturbing all the residents. Who, who are they going to disturb? There's nobody there. It is an interesting place, and um, I suggest anyone who's interested in things like this that uh, you guys will take a look at that Dudley Town. I'm going to go take a look at that myself later on because for all I know, the way that things are going these days, they could have um, cleared that land out and started building condos and Walmarts there. I mean, seriously. With everything else that uh, they seem to be doing these days, I think it's... Uh, Probably, if it, if it hasn't happened yet, it probably will be. Or is there a reason? If it's still vacant, if it's still deserted, is there a different reason? Is there really maybe something happening there? But why would they not want anyone to know? Why would you make it look so guilty that you're going to shut it down? people who just want to go and maybe take a walk in nature. But no, you can't because it's off limits. I don't know. It just, it just uh, says something to me that, hmm, what are they really trying to hide there? You know, that, that's just how I think. My mind will always look for the, for the sinister automatically. So it doesn't mean anything's maybe happening, but that's what I look for. You just never know. Okay, the last thing that I want to leave you with is um, you may already be aware of this. But I remember quite a while back, just like I had this thing with, what is the... Easter bunny and chicks and eggs have to do with Easter. You know, it's just like, I don't see it. Why is October the 10th month, not the 8th month? You know, things like this. I've always been like that. Well, this is another thing that I was thinking about for many years. The Statue of Liberty. Okay? That was another one. Like, that thing just... I don't know. It doesn't look like what they tell us it's for. There's something wrong here. Then she has those things around her head. Those seven rays. Well, that is all occultic. The Statue of Liberty 
is actually an occultic image. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the majority of you know this already just by looking at it. We don't really even have to read about it or do any research. We look at it. We know what we're looking at. There's a, a lot more into this, though, than meets the eye or that we just assume, okay? I mean, we see those things sticking out of our head. We, that tells us pretty much all we need to know. Yeah, it's an occultic image and so on. But even the thing that the Statue of Liberty is standing on, okay? But I have a kicker for you. I don't know if you're aware of this, guys. Maybe you already are, all right? But here, to me, here's the kicker. Look at the torch the statue is holding, all right? And now that I've said it, if you were never aware of this before, you're going to see what I see. Look at that torch. And then turn it upside down or look at it from the upside down angle and tell me what you see. Oh, yes. There it is, plain as day. Why? That's what I look for. Why? Another phallic symbol. Why? So we'll get into that a little bit more when I have more time. But yeah, they're all around us. Those of you who never realized that before or saw that before, I know you're probably like, what the hell? Yeah, guys, and there's much more. I would I'm gonna tell you, I was like that too. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my gosh. All this time, I've seen this thing, I've seen this image of the Statue of Liberty, and I never noticed that. Huh. Yeah, I was so busy looking into other things, reading about all the other things and this and that, that that just sailed right by me. You learn every day. You learn from people that you meet, people you speak to. We all share this information. Someone shared that with me and I'm sharing it with you. But what I want to say is, well, it's actually the question that I've got is, why? Does this have something to do with Tammuz, Semarinus? That's what I'm going to be looking into. Anyways, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it so much. I'm wishing everyone a great day today. I will be talking to you soon. Ciao.